Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week is episode 275, and we're talking about Salzburg in Austria. We have just recently left there, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our trip, what we enjoyed and what we got up to, before finishing off with some of the top 10 things to do in Salzburg as chosen by Linda. Yeah, well, I'm a a good person to choose. (laughs) (laughs) You might have noticed there's been a bit of a pause on the podcast over the last few weeks. We've been struggling with lots of technical issues with the website and just struggling to keep the thing up and running, actually, uh, let alone finding time to record and edit a show. Just keeping the old ones available has been almost a full-time job. But we have had quite a good time over the last couple of weeks. We've been traveling through the Czech Republic, which is a wonderful place to be. Before that, we were in Salzburg, which we'll talk about very shortly. But uh, yeah, we've had a good time in the Czech Republic exploring some places that we haven't been before, like Brno and Lomutz. And uh, now we're in Prague. Yeah, that's right. We're at uh, Mosaic House, one of the St. Christopher's Inns here in Prague. And uh, we have a lovely rooftop terrace with great views over the city which really helps as we uh, yeah, just sit here and catch up on some work before we... Well, we've got a few days in Prague, and then we're heading down to Italy, so it's all on at the moment. Yeah, and after our three days in Italy, we're starting our Indie Germany trip, which will be excellent. We're going to have five weeks traveling around Germany before finishing up in Berlin, where we plan to spend the summer. So we're really excited about that as well. So apart from major issues on the podcast and on the website, life is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, let's crack into it, eh? Okay, let's talk about Salzburg. The sound you just heard was a choir that we found as we came out of a cafe in uh, in Salzburg. Uh, it was a cafe called the the Mozartwinkel. Uh, right by Mozart's uh, birthplace and these guys just randomly choir bombed the small (laughs) square. It was a really tiny square. It was about, (laughs) I don't know, 10 meters square or something. And uh, yeah, we came out of the cafe and there were, what were there, about 30 people just singing. Just absolutely filled the entire place. Um, So that was crazy. And there was, well, I don't know, it's on one hand, it's quite a, a sedate city, quite cultured and elegant. And then there's just, ran- well, I guess it's the opposite of kind of a, um, what am I thinking of? A Harlem Shake kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of square bomb um, with a, a choir just dropping in to sing some classical music. It was great. It was really great. <laughs> So we ended up having nine days in Salzburg. We had a bit of time free in our schedule and Craig really wanted to spend time there. So we organized some couch surfing. We had three nights couch surfing to begin with. Then we had three nights in the Villa Cucubo. Or Cucubo. I never know how to say that. C-I-C-U-B-O. Cucubo? I don't know. And uh, then we did three more nights couch surfing before meeting up with my sister. And we, um, we went to Chesky Krumlov with her, her husband and her two-year-old son. So that was really fun. So most people spend two or three nights in Salzburg. Why did we spend nine? Well, because, well, A, we wanted to slow down a bit before uh, moving on to our more crazy plans that we're in the middle of right now. And B, because it's really the only city in Austria that we haven't spent much time in. Um, Yeah, I think we'd had one night there before, and I think 
two hours at one point. Yeah, so we, it was kind of missing mm -hmm. um, from our knowledge and enjoyment of Austria. So it was a good place. And I think that although many people just spend, yeah, 48 to 72 hours there, there's more than enough to keep you busy. And uh, it was quite a nice place just to, to chill as well. I really enjoyed couch surfing first and then staying in a hotel. And we're going to replicate this idea when we're in, in Germany. We were thinking about doing it the other way around, doing a hotel visit and then couch surfing. But I really enjoyed doing it this way, first couch surfing, then the hotel, because it was really relaxing. We were staying with a couple called Steffi and Sebastian. We showed up and Steffi had something planned for the evening and Sebastian said, right, let's go. He got us all bikes and we cycled to a brewery and we, we sat outside in a beer garden with a whole bunch of his mates and just drank beer all evening. And it was brilliant. It was so great. And then the next day they'd organized a barbecue. So we sat around and drank more beer and ate some food. And then Craig went to a, a football game, the Austria Salzburg team, which was also really great. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was good. I've never seen a, a thousand people show up to support a third division team in any league, let alone the Austrian leagues, which aren't that big. And then I've never seen a thousand people make so much noise. This, the tiny little seating space about stands to fit about 600 to 800 maybe. And apparently the noise that they make there can be heard right across the town. And uh, yeah, it really was something. So that was Saturday and Sunday was really good as well as we went for a walk along one of the secondary streams that falls into the, the Salzach River and out towards the mountains and we went and saw some deer and things like that. It we also was... went to a flea market and then we yeah. went to Germany for dinner. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> Steffi and, uh, and Sebastian just said, okay, come on, we're going for dinner in Germany <laughs> because Salzburg is right on the border. So really wasn't a big deal. It was about 15 kilometers away. We wouldn't think twice about driving that in Auckland. And it was no big deal there either, and the food was good. Yeah, we met, uh, it was. I think it was Steffi's mother and sister. Maybe it was Sebastian's. No, I think it was Sebastian's. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was quite cool. And uh, yeah, Salzburg used to be its own city-state and was right through the Napoleonic Wars and I think right up until just a, a hundred and so years ago. It was about 200 years ago. Um, yeah, I found it interesting because Mozart crazy. wasn't Austrian. He would never have called himself Austrian. He was Salzburgian or whatever Salzburg people are called. <laughs> and because it was its own city-state. So, of course, the Austrians claim him because he's from Salzburg, which is now part of Austria, but uh, he wasn't Austrian himself. Yeah, but Salzburg's definitely made the most of its connection with Mozart. In fact, all of Austria has. But um, Salzburg's kind of tourist myth is based around that and then the Salzburg Festival, which was started in uh, 1920s, and that's a big music and arts festival. Um, which has a, an obvious uh, focus on Mozart. There's even a, a small, well, rather large, small music hall dedicated to him and his music. And uh, then the, the other musical entity of Salzburg, which is the sound of music. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. We could have not talked about that. <laughs> the funny thing about the sound of music is that it puts Salzburg on the map for English-speaking tourists. So many people go to Salzburg just because of it, or they, they know about Salzburg because of the sound of music. And German speakers don't know anything about it. Salzburgians know about it because they keep seeing the sound of music tour buses going past, but most people don't. Uh, the Von Trapp family was a real family, and they have 
their own movies in German about the story. But of course, The Sound of Music was the one that was a Hollywood blockbuster success. So now you can do one of, I think there's three different tour companies mm -hmm. that run Sound of Music tours. And they're full. I mean, yeah. they get full occupancy in some months of the year. So it's pretty mad. Yeah, and there's also a uh, marionette theatre. Um, there's lots of little marionette theatres in Salzburg. It's a very strong tradition. There's museums and things. But uh, there's one that plays The Sound of Music each night. So you can go and see it with the, uh, the marionettes. It's pretty mad. <laughs> yes, indeed. So should we keep talking about what we did and then go on to the top ten? So after we left uh, Sebastian and Steffi's, we moved back into town and stayed in the Villa Kihubo, which was near the um, the Cappuccinoberg, uh, about uh, five minutes away from Linzagasa, which is one of the pedestrianised shopping streets in the main town. Yeah, there's lots of hotels in there in the area, and... It's about the same distance away from the main train station as it is from the centre centre of town. The main train station unfortunately isn't located right in the centre of town. So it was definitely walking distance, maybe about 15 minutes to the river and yeah, only five minutes to Linzagasa, which is where you feel like you're in the city. And uh, so on the first day we didn't really do all that much. We met up with uh, a tourism board contact, which is really nice. And um, we had a beer with the daughter of our of the owners of the hotel we were staying. Yeah, the there's so many breweries around the place. Yeah, it was great. Um, so it was nice going to one that wasn't so well known after going to the Augustino, which was huge, a massive big beer garden, then going to our device, which was just a, a smaller one. It was good though, very good. Yeah. So the next day was Tuesday and we had uh, 72 hour Salzburg cards and they were amazing they really give good value I mean you can get a 24 hour one or a 48 hour one but the 72 hour one allows you to do well you could do everything if you packed it in we, we did about two-thirds of the things you can do uh, we did a, a tour first and um, we went to the Panorama Museum which has a, a painting of Salzburg painted in the 1800s which was really really great because you could see how things had changed but also what was still the same mm. and then Heidi kind of talked us through many of the points around there as part of this tour so that was really neat yeah and uh, then we stopped for a coffee and that's when we saw the the random choir <laughs> which was great and then we caught a, a lift up to the top of a hill which hill was it the Monchberg the Monchberg and we went to the Monchberg Art Gallery which was okay but not really worth an eight euro fee but then again we had the Salzburg card so it was fine and then we wandered along the top of the hill and then came back down the stairs went to another gallery had a nice lunch. Oh man, we just did it a lot that day. Yeah, it was crazy. We also did the festival room tour. We didn't get to see the house for Mozart, unfortunately, because it was there was a practice going on, but we saw the other two. And one of them is actually built right into the rocks of the mountain, which is amazing. Well, a, a lot of them were. Like, one was the summer riding school. or Yeah, the winter riding school and the summer riding school have become part of the theatre rooms. Mm -hmm. And so one of them's got all of these galleries carved into the rock face. And then another one's got a hundred meter wide stage. A hundred meter wide stage. Yeah, but you can only see and thirty meters of then, it from the from the audience. Yeah, but but all of that's carved out of the rock. Mm, um, that's I true. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was something like sixty thousand cubic meters of rock got taken out to to build the stage space, and that's just insane. It was amazing. As a side note, that's how they build their car parks as well. <laughs> you you don't see any parking in the city, just these P signs with tunnels going into the mountains. It's so funny. All of the, all of the tunnels are, are parked in the hollowed out innards of the surrounding mountains. 
it was quite weird. Well, by this point, we were uh, ready for a beer. And interestingly, most of the attractions covered by the Salzburg card close at 5 p.m. But we managed to cheat the system a little bit by going to the Stiegel Brewery called, it was a Brauwelt, like a brewery world tour. Got around four o'clock, did the tour, and they give you three tastings. And by tastings, it's actually a full-size beer. Well, a well, small beer, 200 yeah, mils. I mean, 200 mils. This is like half a pint almost. Yeah, but full-size beer beer anywhere in the ex-Austro-Hungarian empire is half a litre. Yes, that's so. true, or a litre. But you know, for us, you've, you've got a proper glass. So we got three of those, and wow, they were delicious. They were really good. And of course, drinking three beers took us a little while, so that went past the 5pm cutoff, so you know, that was quite good. Um, then on Wednesday, we went to the castle, which is probably Salzburg's biggest attraction. We spent a couple of hours there. I thought we'd have more time there, but I think you only really need two hours. Especially mm. if you get there before the hordes of tourists arrive. Yeah, we caught, I think, the second funicular up the hill, um, and it was reasonably empty, but by the time we were leaving, there were several hundred people in there, and this is in the shoulder season, so yeah. I can imagine in summer you want to get up that hill really, really early. And there's a place where you, in, inside the castle, you can do an audio tour. So they give you an audio guide, and it's guided by a real person, but you've got your own little headset, you know, listening as if you're listening to a cell phone. And the first one of those was at 9.30, so we got there in time for that one. And I think if you're going to try and get there early, if you aim to be there at 9.30, it's a good a good starting point. We, we learned heaps about the castles. That was really great. Yeah. Um, there was a marionette museum up there and uh, quite an interesting city museum. You also get got to go through the royal apartments mm-hmm. and some of those were quite spectacular I think you're gonna have to put together a photo essay on yeah. on some of the things in there because it was it was really pretty and worthwhile I mean we're feeling a bit castled out now we've been traveling around <laughs> um, Moravia and Bohemia for the the last little while in addition to Austria yeah but uh, yeah it was it was worthwhile. It was funny. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I said, "I've got to go. I'm going to a castle. Going to visit a castle." And he said, "What? A castle in the Czech Republic?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smooth. <laughs> so uh, after the castle, we went to the catacombs, which interestingly weren't catacombs at all. They were hermits' caves, but uh, you had to kind of climb up these stairs inside the rock face of the of the cliff. And it, you got really good views out over the city and over the uh, the graveyard below, which was nice. Mm. Between those, we popped our head into the uh, the nunnery That's the, right. on the Nonberg or uh-huh. the, the Nun Mountain. That was cool. And uh, that was beautiful. And I took a recording of some of the nuns singing mass. Should we play that now? Sure. Yeah, we were really lucky to be there while they were singing. I thought it was just a recording, but then uh, Craig pointed out that it was probably live and on the other side of the wall. Yeah, well, it's completely shuttered. Only the Mother Superior is allowed out in public. So once you go in, you're never seen again, unless you get elected to the the very top station. And that was the uh, convent that Maria from uh, The Sound of Music was supposedly from, right? Yeah, she was a teacher there, not mm-hmm. a nun there. But uh, yeah, she definitely had a had a connection with the, the nunnery. Yeah, they, they changed the story in the, in the movie and made her from a different convent because understandably the nuns at the Nunberg uh, 
uh, convent weren't too interested in being filmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, what did we do after that? We went out to the open air museum, didn't we? No, no, no. We went to the natural history museum. That's right. And we kind of ran around because we wanted to do a um, a boat tour. No, then we wanted to do the. You're right. We wanted to go to the Freilich Museum. So we uh, we ran around the natural history museum and looked at some of the exhibits, and then we had Bosna hot dogs. <laughs> yes, which were delicious. Bosnas. And then we walked through the Mirabel Gardens to the bus stop, and we were so lucky because it was a public holiday. There were one, there was one bus every two hours, and we were there five minutes before one of them, so we were super lucky. Yeah. And we went out to the Freilich Museum. It was um, actually May Day, first of May, and uh, this open air museum has houses from different periods of, of history in Salzburgian history, and it's a really good place to to celebrate. The, the May Day because they put up a Maibaum which is basically yeah. just a, a big tree a maple yeah and people people climb it and the idea is to climb up and grab a ribbon from the top and give it to your sweetheart or something like that but yeah, what's but really cool about they're, it they're like you're climbing up a well not a slippery pole but a, a shaved pole that's um, about two and a half stories high like people were climbing up higher than the roofs of the other uh, buildings around it so it, it's not a small feat. That's true. Um, but what was really cool about it was that about half the people there were dressed in traditional dress, so lederhosen and dirndls, which was absolutely great. Yeah, it's yeah. Including little children, and they're so cute. <laughs> On the train today, I put together a photo essay with uh, lots of people wearing their, their lederhosen and some of the buildings from the Open Air Museum and people climbing up the Maypole and things like that. So, yeah, keep an eye out on IndieTravelPodcast.com for that. So then the next day was Thursday, and that was our last. That had been our last night at Villa Sukubo, and uh, our last day with the. Um, oh, we had one full, one more full day with the Salzburg car. Mm. So we did a whole bunch of other things. We went out to Gurdig, where there's a cable car up to the top of the Untersberg mountain. Unfortunately, it had been overcast all all week, and that day was no exception. So we got beautiful views of clouds. But it was quite cool going up the mountain anyway, and there was still snow at the top, so we kind of slid away, slid our way along the path. <laughs> <laughs> and then we caught the um, cable car back down and went to Helbrunn Castle, and that was great. It's uh, just a summer palace, and uh, the person who built it put in a whole bunch of trick fountains so that he could make his friends get all wet while they were getting drunk in the gardens. <laughs> yeah, and that's where the Folklore Museum was as well, which was just a small little museum but had quite a few interesting things and there were some tie-ins with the the 1st of May celebration and the Maibaum and things like that, which was neat to, to see and get a bit more, uh, bit more background on that. Then uh, back in the city we went to the Salzburg Museum, which is one of the best museums in, in Europe. It won Best Best Museum in 2009, I think. Mm. And we found it very good. Uh, we also visited Mozart's residence, which was a little bit dull. There was a, um, an exhibition about paintings of Mozart, which was fun for the first room and got boring quite quickly. But the next day, we went to Mozart's house. Our Salzburg cards expired at like 9.37, so we got there at 9 o'clock and went in. It, it was really cool. This was his birth house where he was born, and it had a lot more information about him and his family. So that was really good. Yeah, I was a bit bored by all the Mozart stuff. It didn't really excite me. But if you're at all interested in his life and his music, then it's, you know, the place to go. That day as well, so that was, uh, what, Friday, we caught the bus out, out to Germany again 
to the Salzburg <laughs> salt mines in Berchtesgaden. There are quite a few different salt mines near Salzburg. And yeah, well, that's where it gets its name from, Salt Mountain, yeah. Salzburg. Yeah. Well, Berg is city, isn't it? Ah, is in it this with, case? Yeah, it is. You're right, it's with a U. Salt city, I suppose it would be. But yes, I mean, Salzburg's most important thing back in the day was salt because it's a landlocked area, not nowhere near the sea. And so if you've got a mountain full of salt, it was yeah. called the white gold. Yeah, or you can preserve food and flavor food, and uh, that's super valuable. They said that a... Uh, a small barrel of uh, of salt would en- enable you to buy a house. Wow! And so that would cost yeah. about I don't know four euros. <laughs> <laughs> if that. Yeah. Wow. So uh, we did a we did the tour at the um, Salzburg salt mines, and it was really fun. I mean, it was a bit cheesy. We were given miners' overalls, and uh, we had to go on a little train. And it was good though. I really liked the idea. There was a a German-speaking guide with us, and if you didn't speak German, you were given an audio guide so that you could follow along, and the um, the guide just told us which number to listen to or it was displayed somewhere. So that was a really good a good thing. No, it didn't display it, it just automatically it started. It just automatically turned on, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kept the tour moving, definitely. It was a little bit dry, but it was quite good. And I, for one, am glad for the little train we went on, because we travelled 800 metres into the mountain, yeah. And so without that, it would have been a much, much longer tour with That's the true. large group we were in. The cool thing, though, was the slides. To get down between levels in the mines, uh, you can sit on these wooden railings that slide you down yeah, to the fun. next level. And so, yeah, going at high speed through small tunnels, um, you know, a couple, well, by that stage, more than a kilometre under the mountain was really quite cool. Yeah, and we also got to go on a raft across um, a little lake that was just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it, they did a little light show, which was quite cool, reflecting off the off the lake and off the walls. And then we went in a funicular to go back up. We had another another set of slides. Yeah, and, and then, then a train. And then a train back out again. So it yeah, was, it was cool. It was a complete tour, a really good, uh, really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Going to a salt mine was one of the things I wanted to do. And yeah, so we it was, did it. It was awesome. Well, we went from there right out to the Königsee. Yeah, well, we went to Berchtesgaden, which is a very pretty little town, and we wandered through it. And we had a brochure that we'd picked up at the uh, tourist office, and we got to the bus stop, the bus station, just as a bus to the Königsee was leaving, and there wasn't another one for an hour. However, we're only about I think four kilometers away, five kilometers away from the Königsee. We decided, ah, we'll just walk. So we walked, and it was a really pleasant walk, nice and flat, and it wound beside a river. So actually we got a bit of hiking in as well, which was a bit of a surprise because we hadn't planned it. <laughs> so we just look on the bright side and say, yeah, we got to do some hiking, wonderful. <laughs> and uh, there we had about an hour at the Königsee, which was really beautiful. We didn't have time for a boat trip, but that's kind of the thing to do there. It was very touristy. And then we just got a bus back to Salzburg. It was, it was nice. It was a really great day. Quite yeah, complete. Absolutely. Um, you can tell how fast we were moving, you know, we were doing so many different things. And I was like, how do you go to Salzburg for a day? Which is what mm. we had done in the past. We, and, we didn't uh, do anything. No, we didn't. We just kind of... We went to the castle. We did. And that was I it. remember going to the castle and that was the thing we did. Yeah. And yeah, having been around and done so much more stuff this time, I was like, well, that was kind of a not the best decision because the castle is interesting and you've got great views but it's a castle like many of the other castles around the place 
And so, yeah. Definitely um, having the Salzburg card make, made things a lot it made it easier to choose what to do because we just wanted to do everything. So it was more <laughs> yeah. of a let's see what we can fit in kind of thing. I think having a week in Salzburg would be good. But if you have four days, that's that's fine. Get the three-day Salzburg card and just do whatever you can with it. But, yeah. yeah, that would be quite a complete visit if you went into hardcore tourism mode like yeah. we were on. I mean, we were there for 10 days, for nine days, and we still didn't see everything. Yeah, that's right. Our last day was a Saturday, and we, we just did nothing. We were couch surfing again with a guy called Uwe, and... Uh, he took us for a walk around his area of town which was kind of on the other t- side of the city and then we just stayed and watched a movie <laughs> it was a day off and the next day um, my sister came she was coming from from Australia where she lives and she picked us up in the afternoon and we went out to the Stiegel Brewery again where they were having their Maibaum celebrations and we had a beer and then oh we went to Hangar 7 which was fun both my sister and her husband are pilots, so they were very interested in all the planes. And the two-year-old son was very interested mm. in all of the planes and helicopters and, and other things that are out there. Yeah, the Hangar 7 is basically the private collection of the guy that owns Red Bull. So the Red Bull race cars, Red Bull aeronautics uh, stuff, their uh, racing planes, old planes that they've restored. Um, it was great. Lots of... Lots of fancy toys for multi-millionaires all uh, in a beautiful building with a nice cafe. So yeah, we had a really wonderful time in Salzburg and we could have spent more time there without without a problem. Mm, certainly a lot more to do. Yeah, I think I, it's my kind of size, you know, it's not too big, but there's still heaps to do. Well, that was the bells as we heard them at the Hohen Salzburg Fortress, which is one of our top 10 things to do in the city of Salzburg. Let's uh, talk about some of the rest of them. Okay, so number two is to have a beer at the Augustina. We did that on our first day in Salzburg, and our, our host told us that it was something that all people from Salzburg do. So you can see old and young, rich and poor. It's something that really brings people together. So it's not just a touristy thing, it's a locals thing to do too. Yeah, it's uh, one of the oldest breweries in the area, uh, run by Augustine Monks and uh, co-owned now by the Stiegel Brewery. And going to buy your beer is half of the fun, so make sure you don't get table service. Go and get your own mug and wash it and then give it to the surly server and uh, yeah, you'll have a lot more fun that way. Okay, number three is to get your Mozart fix. Salzburg is the city of Mozart, and you really should do something to do with him. You can visit his residence or his uh, or his birthplace. We prefer the birthplace. You could go and see a concert in the festival hall named in his honor. And even though he had not, nothing to do with either, you could try a Mozart Kugeln chocolate or a Mozart chocolate liqueur because they're both delicious. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, you can go to the Salzburg Museum. Uh, as we said earlier, it's won a whole lot of awards and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, or you could go and visit one of the many other museums and art galleries that the city has. Number five is to visit a Salz mine. Um, Salzburg is named for salt, as we mentioned earlier, and uh, it's definitely worth a visit more of a day trip than anything else because it's not right in the central city but uh, it's fun yeah you can either go to Helene or do what we did and go to the Salzburg work in Berchtesgaden in Germany and combine that with a short visit to the Königsee number six is the sound of music either avoid it or indulge in it as you wish the movie put Salzburg on the map for the English-speaking tourists I'd say so you know it's probably worth 
haven't looking into it. If you're like me and it was part of your childhood, then it's kind of something something special to be in that city. You might want to do a Sound of Music bus tour, choose to do that if you want, or you could just uh, make a note or look online for a list of the, the sites to see and go and visit them yourself. If you're staying at the uh, the youth hostel, the, um, the Yoho one, the Yoho one <laughs> they play the film every night at 7pm. And when we first went to Salzburg, we, we did that, we watched the movie. Craig was complaining the whole way through, but you know, everyone yeah. was having a good time. Yeah, it was interesting wandering around the town after that and going, oh, that's the fountain and that's the thing and that's the building and, yeah. you know, spotting it all. So even though it was auditory torture, <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting seeing all the sights afterwards. And this next one, number seven, is probably one of my favourite, is to walk along Steingasse, the Stone Street, in the evening. It's an old medieval street that led out of town and uh, it's got lots of little bars and restaurants and uh, artisanal places and weird second-hand shops and um, all sorts of stuff. You can find it running along the bottom of the Cappuccinoberg um, where, well, just off Linzergasse. Yeah, it's on the other side of the river from the more famous Getreidegasse. Getreidegasse is the one that has all those wrought iron signs that you might have seen pictures of and it's worth a look as well obviously but that's full of tourists whereas Steingasse is is usually empty it was especially empty when we were there because there were roadworks going on and we couldn't even walk along it but you know <laughs> one thing I love about it was the fact that um, a bunch of American troops trying to drive a tank along it <laughs> to yes. get to the brothel and uh, it's a really narrow street and American tanks aren't really very narrow <laughs> so you can actually see the marks of the tank at the entrance of the street yeah, and it really looks like a tank as well. <laughs> it does, it's, it's hilarious. quite funny. Number eight is to uh, hang around in the St. Peter's Abbey area to go to the catacombs, which we talked about before, and the cemetery at the base of them, uh, which is also beautiful. And just outside of there, you'll find the, uh, the St. Peter's Bakery, where they make uh, sourdough bread, which is some of the best I've ever had. Everything's uh, milled using a water mill that's there that you can see in operation, and then baked in wood-fired ovens, which are there as well. Yeah, we watched a little so, video as we went in, and it was really interesting. Yeah, and uh, gosh, it was absolutely delicious. On the other side from that, you've got a restaurant that first opened in... I think it was 800 AD, so this restaurant's been running for about 1,200 years, um, according to them. But apparently it's not the oldest restaurant in the world, according to the Guinness Book of Records. And so I need to go and look up why that is. Yeah, that seems really long. I I didn't get it. They were claiming it, but the Guinness Book of Records gave it to someone else. So. So yeah, and visiting the cemetery is very nice, and the catacombs, which we talked about earlier, definitely worthwhile. Uh, point number nine is to see the city from the top of the Monksburg. It's, uh, if you have a Salzburg card, you can use the card to catch the lift to the top of the, of the mountain and see the art gallery if you want. Otherwise, there are steps leading up and you can just wander along one of the paths. Yeah, you can pay to go up the elevator as well, but it's really expensive. It's when three you euros can, 50 or four, four euros or something. Yeah, when you can do a, a steep 10-minute walk uphill. Um, so yeah, it's worth it as part of the card, but I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm cheaper rather than lazier, <laughs> so I'd rather hike up the hill. There's a nice little bit of forest up there, so you can walk along many paths that lead around there. 
um, if you go down in the right direction you'll hit the Augustina brewery otherwise you might um, make your way all the way along to the fortress or you might make your way down where the um, the festival halls are yeah so you've got lots of options and point number 10 is to see a show there are a wide range of shows to choose from and there's more on offer during the Salzburg festival of course and um, locals really love the puppet shows I really wanted to see one but we just we didn't have time in the end or you might prefer a bit of opera or a sound of music show or a Mozart dinner show so there's lots of options uh, we also have to have, say an honorable mention that didn't quite make it to the top 10 which were the festivals so the Salzburg festival is one uh, it takes place in summer this year it's from the 19th of July to the 1st of September yeah so that like hear that again 19th of July to the 1st of September it's a six-week festival that takes over the city uh, lots of classical music lots of theater lots of performance arts and um, the place is packed so if you're going in that time anywhere from July right through to mid-September mid I'd say um, book stuff in advance really do your research yeah and expect things to be more expensive busy. yeah, yeah. Uh, we really loved the May Day celebrations at the Freilicht Museum on the 1st of May, but that wasn't the only one going on. Obviously, it takes place all over the country and also here in the Czech Republic. But it was really nice being at this, you know, old-timery place. So, because people were dressed in traditional dirndls and there were and lederhosen, and there were lots yeah. of places to get beer, so that was nice. <laughs> and they were uh, distilling spirits just right mad. out the front of one of the farmhouses. Oh, it was so you fun. could buy spirits by the bottle there. Um, that would be a good place to go any time, I think, in spring and summer, especially on the weekends where people like to get dressed up and go out there for a picnic. And yep. a great place for families. They've got a horse and cart and a train that can take you around the park, and it's nice to walk around. Yep. It's really, uh, really a big place. Yes, really it is. huge. Yeah, you can definitely plan to spend a whole afternoon there. Mm. We didn't see it all. We ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And I think we've actually run out of time now. Like, how long have we been talking for? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But there's so much more to say about Salzburg. Salzburg is awesome. I highly recommend you visit. In fact, I highly recommend you visit Austria. Not enough people visit Austria, and I don't know why. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, time to head off because, uh, yeah, this time is reading well over 30 minutes. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.